Welcome to an Aries and Pisces walk into a coffee shop, the podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Bridget, she, her. And I'm Tiffany, she, her. This is a podcast where two friends let go of perfectionism and talk unedited. saved this thing on Pinterest. I don't know if I sent it to you. I think it was from Pinterest, but it is alternatives to asking, how are you? Did I send that to you? I don't think so, but you might have, and I just might have missed the notification because I'm notorious for that. Mm, I I don't know if I did. I saved it to my notion, which was good good for me to reference, but um, I thought that that was really interesting because I historically hate that question how are you because I feel like it's so there's just so much there right yes there's a lot there and I always feel like the polite thing to do is to come up with a nice pat answer yes that is digestible and then I feel like a liar yes <laughs> that's and then I feel guilty for being a liar so I can't win either way yeah yeah um same so this is uh i'm looking at it now but um maybe i'll i'll read some to you the first one i think is so sweet it just says it's good to hear your voice oh that is sweet yeah i like that i think that's sweet i think that also i got um this other one from somebody else that i've been saying for a while but just saying it's good to see you Mm. Yes, just stating some facts at yeah. sports base. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of this weird social dance of, yeah, asking how someone is. I mean, unless you're ready to hear the answer, mm-hmm. which I normally go for a more um, intentional wording where I ask someone, like, how is your heart? If I like, really yeah. actually want to know what's going on with them. But I think that's because I know the panic that I feel when someone says, how are you doing? And I'm like, okay, calculating. Like, <laughs> just like, and I hate that. <laughs> so it's just math symbols and I'm panicking. And I'm just, I don't know how to answer this. Um, and then, oh, that reminds me of an actual meme. Something about Midwesterners and being like, if Midwesterners answer in these ways, it means that. And it's like a translation. Mm. And like one of them was just like a, well, it's going or a, I'm <laughs> upright. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Yes, it's going. That's definitely, <laughs> uh, that's definitely in the rotation. It's going. I'm trying to think. I've, I've seen that. Um, trying to think of what the other ones were that like really hit me. It's go- well, it's going. Um, the translations were really hilarious because it's just like, and I don't remember what the correlation like between which phrases was, but one of them was just like, call for help. This person's not okay. And it's like such an <laughs> innocuous phrase that they answered with, but it's like, it's the Midwestern like siren call for help. <laughs> Is it, um, I'm alive? 
That's definitely oh, one. Oh, yeah, that's, that's definitely. One. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> this person isn't okay. Not okay. <laughs> Not okay. Oh, geez. Um, yeah. So these other ones, um, I like this one. What's the vibe today? I can yeah, hear Ingrid down there. Do you hear Ingrid? Yeah, what's she doing? <laughs> she got frisky because I was ignoring her. So now she's directly behind the laptop on her cat tower, like on her back on the platform with all four paws stuck to the missile rope. <laughs> nice. I hear her little jingle. And I look over at her. She's just like crazy eyes, whispers all forward, staring at me. <laughs> That's the vibe today. Yeah, that's the vibe. Oh, but then she got distracted by a bird. So I'm out of the best. Same. Way. It happens to the best of us. Um, that's yeah. okay. I like that. I like that vibe for today. Um. Yeah, she's been really good at that lately. Just ooh, cozy. Take a biscuit. Stomp in the grapes, and then it's just pandemonium, haunt, <laughs> possession, <laughs> murder. <laughs> it's really intense. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie uh that that sounds like me lately <laughs> okay so maybe it's just something in the air maybe it's a collective vibe and it has you know not a whole lot to do with us personally I don't know. yeah does that make you feel better or worse uh or well er earlier today i was just thinking i was thinking about this and i was thinking is it just like is it aries season is that what it is is it like the 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 springing forth, but also things are still kind of like chill because it's not like time yet, you know, like, but like things are happening. So I don't know. It feels like a lot of things are just being stirred up. And like one minute I'm like, all right, I'm chilling. I'm just like resting because I'm tired as hell. But then another minute I'm like on fire, like just like fired up about something. So I'm just, season. I'm like cycling through those. Yeah, that sounds about right. Um, I'm continuing to collect Aries, just as a heads up. Um, to I collect the, like. The, yeah, I have a collection of Aries. I don't I love, realize you're part of a collection. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't realize that, um, that it was a collection, but I love this more than anything. Yeah, I mean, over the span of my life throughout my 20s into now. Uh, I just attract Aries sun folks. And um, and I didn't put the pieces together for a while, but it was really when I was at the EOS Belly Dance Yoga Studio that I was like, wait, all these people have like Aries. <laughs> <laughs> and it's usually Aries fans. I have a couple of um, uh, mask Aries and a non-binary Aries, but most of them are femmes in like my inner circles or like people that are super influential in a time of my life that maybe we don't talk all the time still, but I consider them like my in-group people, like really important. And um, I've continued that trend now that I live Chicagoland area where a couple of the people that I really um, have connected with in the burlesque community also Aries and they know it and it's been because as soon as Aries season it's like all the memes and all the like weird little videos and it's just like it's Aries season vibes and it's just like 
feel really welcomed <laughs> cozy next to the fire it's good uh, but that whole like up and down cycling thing feels really true to one of the people that um i've gotten to know here <laughs> all the posts are just very i don't I was going to say chaotic, and I think I'm going to lean in and say they're chaotic, where it's just like the cycle is real intense. And I think that that fits for the whole spring vibe, because like you said, it's like we're springing forward, but there's like, it's liminal space. Mm -hmm. There's nothing set. Things are just happening without mm -hmm. any real certainty. And then i think it was last time we were talking about like that gardening metaphor and planting the seed and the bursting open to sprout yeah. forth and i'm like if that's not chaotic i don't know what it's like that feels like a lot and i've been feeling that as well and for me i think when it's collective for some reason it makes it feel better because oh that's what it is because it makes me feel like because I have like the, the train of thought tape in my head that says, maybe you need to fix this. Maybe it's you. Mm. Something's wrong with you. And then when I'm like, oh, this is collective. I'm like, oh, I'm just a human. Yeah. Experience with other humans. And it's not me. I don't necessarily need to fix anything. I just have to get through it. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that is, um, that is super helpful. I think that's, um, can that also be like categorized as the like terminal uniqueness thing? I think I've like talked about that in therapy. Um, but yeah, just feeling like, oh, this is just happening to me. And like, yeah, this is what's wrong with me. Like, but then you realize like, oh my God, this is just a human fucking experience. That's it. Like, I'm just doing normal human things because I'm a human and this is a part of it. Yes. Sometimes, unfortunately. Sometimes, fortunately. But I think that terminal uniqueness makes sense. Because, and I don't know if this resonates with you, but I think for me... Part. So that's why it's like, it's almost a both and I think it does feel better when I realize it's collective because it does kind of relieve some pressure off of me personally. But also, well, one, it sucks that everyone is going through that because it can be painful. Also mm -hmm. can be cool. I mean, there's a flip side. There's can be collective stuff where it's like, wow, everyone's like doing great. That's awesome. But most of the time I know it's one <laughs> the opposite of that as human. Where was I going with that? <laughs> I had a point. I'm going to take a sip of coffee and it'll probably come to me. Okay. In three minutes. Let's see. I keep uh, muting my mic because the fucking allergies are real. I keep sniffling and. <laughs> I can't judge you for that. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> There's inevitably going to be a time where I don't unmute my mic or, you know. Spring. It's happening. <laughs> It is yeah. happening. It's happening to us. Um, it's happening for us. Oh, it did come back to me. Less than three minutes. This idea of control. Oh. If I could just control me and change me and this can go away, it's like, that's not the case. That's not 
like, but there is a reflex that's built in that nitpicks me because it feels like a false sense of control. Mm -hmm. My uh, affirmation for the week that I just chose this morning was, I release control and allow in ease. Here we are, ease. That's been my my phrase <laughs> for a while. And actually, I mean, it comes back around and around. Like ease is one of the things that I've been working on for literal years. Um, I think this is probably gonna be a forever thing, but it came back to me in a big way during a really nice guided meditation by one of my burlesque instructors. Like mm -hmm. we were, having a nice breathing exercise. Um, I was struggling with a lot. <laughs> and it was so nice. And they asked us to like kind of invite in a phrase and like breathe in that phrase or that word or that intention and then like breathe out whatever you want to like let go of. And I just ended up breathing in and out like the whole idea of like, I can do things with ease. I don't have to struggle, strive fight for I can just soften and ease mm. so that has been something that's come up in a couple of different ways over the last couple of weeks so it's nice that you're kind of on that same wavelength but I haven't really put in the control part because I still want to think I have it <laughs> Yes, I would still like to control everything, please, and make it easy. Let's yeah. let's have all of that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really finding out that it is a lot of letting go of control. And it's confusing because on another hand, it's been empowering to realize the things I can control. Mm. Because me and my mother speaking of collective energies, um, ended up doing the exact same thing on the exact same week, which is we just kind of lost ourselves in a project and just ended up cleaning for days on end, which I haven't done in, I'm embarrassed to say how long. Um, it's been a time over here. And then I just had a tipping point and I started doing stuff. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Some of it was neurodivergent cleaning where I was just like, and all of this stuff is going to go into this box. And that box is going to go into the closet. But a lot <laughs> of it was actual cleaning. <laughs> literally wiping down things and finding homes for stuff. And so, you know, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Mm -hmm. And um, I talked to my mom like a couple of days later and... She's like, yeah, so I had some vacation days I needed to use before they expired. It's capitalism. And, she, and then I got all this stuff done and started, like, listing all the things that she had, like, cleaned and, like, organized in the house. And I was just like, oh, me too. Like, she's a Virgo sun. I'm a Virgo moon. I feel like we had some stuff to work out. And both of us have been feeling really out of control lately. And so I'm just like, I see you. I was just mm -hmm. like, you know, I don't have to live in this. I can just wipe it down <laughs> organize a couple of things mm -hmm. because there's a lot of other things I can't control yeah I often <sighs> I was gonna say like this is my <sighs> this is my big ongoing problem mm -hmm. struggle 
struggle in my brain of feeling out of control. And so my brain latches on to the first thing it can see as a thing to like fix or solve or do, or so I can feel like I have like a sense of control. And usually it comes in the form of, oh, you know, like this thing needs to be cleaned or like this thing, like things around the house like that. Um, so I have been fighting a lot with those lately, but lately for like a prolonged lately. Isn't it interesting how the same thing can have like a different texture? Mm. Like for me, I did feel, and maybe I'm misreading, so tell me if I'm wrong, but what I heard you say was something along the lines of, because you can't control certain things, you end up like hyper fixating on something to fix. And I'm going to suspect the feeling isn't good. No. Yeah. Like, even if that thing gets fixed, yeah. it's not like a, oh, that was so, that was a lovely experience to have because it's just going to be a next thing that you have to hyper fixate yes. on. And if you can't fix it, well, then. <laughs> yeah. This is my whole meaning into this mm. minor thing so it can really blow up in a bigger way than it needs to mm -hmm. which is almost the same thing that I did like I was just like I can't control a lot of things but I can clean this house mm -hmm. but for me I think it didn't feel so much as a hyper fixation though it did feel very focused like I kind of got like I said like I lost time to it I couldn't mm -hmm. believe how long I spent on certain things but it offered like a, a big sense of relief. And I think part of it, oh, that's why. So I've been practicing this thing around the house where it's cheesy as fuck. So forgive me. But when there's little things that normally are hard for me to do, um, I'll, the example of like uh, wiping down the table before I eat, mm -hmm. like I have the thought or sometimes I'll even say it out loud. I was like, I deserve a clean table or like, I love myself, so I'm cleaning this table. Mm -hmm. Like, I deserve that. Or I like myself, so I'm going to blah, blah, blah for me. And uh, I do it with a couple of like habits around the house. And so when I got it in my head that like, I needed to clean up my place to feel better, the thought that came to mind was like, I deserve to live in a house that feels good. I deserve to look around and feel at peace here. And so I'm going to give myself this clean, tidy place to lean into. And so after it was all said and done, there was still a lot of things I couldn't control. But I like looked around and I'm like, yeah, this feels good. And then I laid around most of Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> it just laid in my clean home. I love that. I th is it... Um... Is it the intention? Do you Maybe. think? I it, it sounds to me like the intention because like for my thing, I'm not like intending to to clean this thing because I love myself. I am like alert, alert, alert. You must do this or else you can't be okay. Mm -hmm. And yours sounded very much like, oh, I'm gonna intend to take care of myself by doing this thing. And then like, and then I'm gonna celebrate. Yeah, yeah, practicing it in tiny ways that then when it became this bigger thing, it was easier to access. 
Mm. because I have been conditioning my brain for weeks on end to be like, I'm doing this annoying thing, this mundane nonsense because I like me and because Mm. I should be taken care of and I can take care of myself. Like all of those like thoughts of like, I can't take care of myself. I'm not capable. Mm -hmm. It's like these tiny little things that I've been trying to practice. And I think then when I realized oh and part of it was like confronting shame because I was like ashamed that I had let the house get so out of control and then I was like yeah you can keep beating yourself up for that that's draining and that's why you can't lift your arms to wipe that down because it's (laughs) (laughs) and so it was just like a little perfect storm of a bunch of different things I think it was that and then it just came at a really good time too. There's um, a uh, belly dance uh, teacher, Amy Sigil. Hey, Amy Sigil, that did ITS. The name sounds familiar. I thought you might have come across it um, through EOS and whatnot, but Amy just celebrated 19 years of ITS, mm. the format that she created. And so she had like an online ITS party day where she was on Zoom for like seven-ish hours, just doing a bunch of different programming, like flow classes and talks and Q&As. And she had like um, one of her teachers come on, two of her teachers come on, one to do just like a chat, another to do a class. And like there was like games and just an all-day celebration of like all things ITS with like little breaks in between. And I logged on for the flow class at the beginning of the day And then I just had the thought where I was just like, I don't necessarily have to be on camera the whole time for this. And like, I don't have the energy to do all the things. I'm just going to stay on. So like, Mm -hmm. I just had my little earbuds and like, I did the flow class and then there was like the scheduled structure for all of Saturday. So I was just like, okay, 10 minutes and I'm going to do this. And then like, come back and like, have a snack and listen to Amy talk. And then I'm going to, while listening to Amy talk, do this. And so, like, I, what's the bottle, body doubling? Yes. The ADHD friend gave me. Yeah. You need another human or presence there to, like, get your brain to, like, do the thing. And so I was just like, I didn't think of it that way at the time. But after it was all said and done, I couldn't believe how much I'd gotten done. And I was just like, oh, body doubling. Like, they didn't know they were doing that for me. Yeah. Because it wasn't just Amy, like, she was there in her studio with, like, a group of people, and like I said, people were coming in and out and, like, having different, like, discussions and questions, but, like, because there was this, like, rhythm that they set, and I was there for the whole thing, and then I had breaks, like, scheduled, like, 10-minute breaks of, like, oh, now I can have a snack, or, like, oh, now it's, like, dance time, and I can, like, take a break from this and just kind of play around with dance, and that was just like a little perfect storm to finally get me out of my winter depression. Uh, <laughs> Cause like, yeah, a lot of stuff needed to happen with this house that hadn't been really um, easy for me to get around to. I love that so much. And I literally just this morning read an email um, about body doubling like it was really? like yes <laughs> I'm like of course this more, of course it makes so much sense I was thinking about this makes me think about it um I was on a 
like a hang, a hangout kind of Zoom call at one point. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I took that time to go around and like water all my plants. And I would just like take my computer with me to the different rooms. And I was like, I felt like I had so much time to like, I was wiping plants down, like fully like uh, dusting them and they were just they looked beautiful and I felt so amazing and I was like I literally can't do this just on like a regular basis like and yeah then that like the beating myself up comes into it mm-hmm. um but yeah it's so much oh I I love I love just like having a body double I love that so much I I love the concept of it I will say that I probably um would like to figure out how to do it more I had a big resistance to it and I think it has a lot to do with shame mm. it's vulnerable mm-hmm. to be like hey I need someone so that I can do what I should be able to do mm. at the quotations. <laughs> on my own or this is easy for other people yada yada all the judgment. yeah yeah and and I mean honestly I found that even just well like that like that online zoom like they didn't know what they were doing they uh-huh. were just doing their thing and I was just kind of like phoned in with them and took advantage of that kind of like wave but I've done the body doubling quote-unquote just with someone on the phone like saying like I need to get A, B, and C done, and I want to talk to you while I do that. Hmm. And just, like, talked on the phone for a couple of hours with someone and, like, was able to get that kind of thing done. Um, which, for me, is the only reason the body doubling kind of clicked into place. Because the idea of having someone physically in my space, very resistant. Mm. I like that idea. Because, same. Like, mm. I didn't want them to see how bad the kitchen had gotten and to have someone standing there. And also, like, this weirdness of, mm, it's, like, twofold. Like, feeling like I was kind of ignoring them by doing something else, but also them witnessing something I was ashamed of. Mm. Mm. Wow. But being on the phone cuts out all of that out because yeah. the person feels paid attention to because all the cues are audio. So they don't need to see me looking at them or like doing stuff because that doesn't matter as long as I'm verbally cluing in that, yeah, I'm here and paying attention and talking to you. Yeah. And then I don't have to feel ashamed that they can see how gross something or untidy something I got. (laughs) (laughs) I think that this is so interesting to think about because, um, for me, the thought of being on a phone call with somebody for any length of time gives me just gigantic anxiety. And mm-hmm. I don't think I would be able to do anything else besides like be on the phone, like clutching the phone. Like I used to be like that. So I feel like I would I would rather have the have a person either with me or like, if I'm talking to somebody, I, I really want to see you. I, there's like something about that, that brings me a lot of, I guess it makes me feel more safe mm-hmm. in a way. Like I, um, I have a lot of anxiety around hearing and if I can't see oh. the person talking, 
um, that it makes it feel harder for me. What I don't know if it, I don't know that I actually have a problem hearing, but it just feels like I do, if that makes sense. It does. Um, because hearing isn't just a physical thing. Like it's, you have to hear the sounds and then your brain has to interpret and make meaning out of the sounds. And I know that when I've been anxious, that doesn't work. Like someone will say something and my like, and this is like the panic feeling where I'm like, I know that I should know what those sounds mean, (laughs) but my brain will not like interpret what just happened. And then I've gotten better at asking people to repeat themselves, but I used to do the, I'm fine. This is fine. Everything's fine. Mm. Where I would just like nod, smile and "Uh uh-huh. And like, have no idea. And then it's, and then it's more panic Mm because you really don't know. Yeah. And I used to have a ton of phone anxiety and I still have it, but it's better with certain people and I'm getting better at it generally. It was really just like a couple of closer friends that they really loved being on the phone Mm -hmm. and that helped me like learn how to be on the phone. And then I used to do the same thing, the clutching and like, well, I'm just frozen. Like I literally was frozen. Like it, like even like standing up and like stretching my body while on the phone seemed impossible. I had to like sit and pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was happening on the phone? Um, and I'm not exactly sure how I broke myself of that habit, other than maybe just a little bit of practice where I did it often enough with people that were good on the phone that mm-hmm. it helped me like kind of ride their rhythm. On okay. the phone, and then I got more at ease the more I practiced, and so then I was able to like move around more. And then, like, the only time I spend that much time on the phone in one go is with people I'm really comfortable with, yeah. And then that's not all the time, it's you know, which normally means that we have a lot to catch up on. Like, I haven't mm. talked to this person in an extended, like, back and forth for a long time. So, like, two hours passes like that because there was just so much to catch up on. Mm. At least that's been my experience so far. But most of the time, I just do voice messages. And that's really low stakes because I just yeah. drop it out into the ether. until. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like... But I've done, like, a body doubling thing. Like, if someone leaves me a long message, like, I have friends that will talk for, like, a voice message or a video message for, like, 20 minutes, half hour. I'll use that as a body double where I'm like, oh, I have a long message. I can, like, do A, B, and C while I listen. Wow. That is – I'm trying to think of, like – I'm like, okay, if I get an audio message, like, a a voice message, that is, like – I can't imagine listening to a 20 minute one. I I don't know what I would be. I would have to sit there and just sit there and listen and try to like figure it out. (laughs) But (laughs) this. And trying to figure it out means what? uh, To like pay attention and then to like remember everything. I would probably have to take notes. Um, Oh, because you're already thinking of the response. Yes. And that's where like, I, I yeah, like, I, doing that. <laughs> I like to like talk. I have to re-listen a lot. 
Uh, yeah, that's... I do have to re-listen if I'm going to respond, but... I just feel like I have so many things come up, like, during it that I'm like, oh, oh well, I would want to, like, say this back or respond in this way, and... um. Yeah, but I'm also thinking of like, because we send each other Marco Polo's, which is a video message. And most of the time when I listen back to your messages, that's all I'm doing mm -hmm. is just like listening back to it. But like sometimes, um, sometimes I could do it when I'm like doing other things, like maybe like if I was getting ready in the morning or like when I'm like having lunch. Mm -hmm. Or something like that um but i am finding out more and more that i am not a multitasker mm -hmm. which is wild because i had gone through so much of my life being like i'm a really excellent multitasker like that would be in all my like fucking cover letters and resume shit like and now i'm like no i'm like a single tasker like, I, if I really want to, like, pay attention, like, I got to put everything else aside. Mm. Except, like, except for some things, like watching a message and eating lunch. Like, I could do that at the same time. But, yeah. Interesting. I just had that thought, I think it was last week, where I was also wondering if I was good at multitasking or not. <laughs> because I was at work wah, wah, and I think that I am good at multitasking if it's something I'm interested in mm. so like I was juggling a lot over the weekend between the zoom call and all this tidying and organizing and it felt good. It felt energizing. Like they were kind of like feedback looping each other. But then I was sitting at work and I was on hold for a very long time to talk to um, someone about an issue. And I was sitting there and I'm like, I'm on hold. Like literally nothing is happening in this, this phone situation. I should be doing something on my computer while I wait while I'm on hold to like keep being productive. And then I just sat there frozen where I was like, my brain literally does not want to do that. I'm on hold. I want to be prepared for when mm -hmm. I answer the phone and I have to discuss this issue. Like that's what I want to focus on. But the problem is I don't know how long I'm going to be on hold. This could be an hour easily. Mm -hmm. It has been in the past. And so I'm just sitting there and I'm like, start clicking like I was like willing my body <laughs> to like start doing something else on the computer while I waited and I did start clicking but I was like it's like I've never read before <laughs> like you are on a phone call that's what you're doing stop trying to do something else. <laughs> and then I was just like am I good at multitasking I don't think I am I don't want to yeah I, that's totally a thing though. I have that exact thing. If I'm on hold, I literally can't do anything else. In the past, I have figured <laughs> out a way to do it because a lot of times in my job, I needed to, but I think I was just so tired and overwhelmed that day and frustrated that my brain was just like, no. And then that's when the thought popped up where I'm like, am I good at multitasking or did I just feel like I had to, to like mm -hmm. get by? 
-hmm. in all the things Mm -hmm. because because is it productivity stuff like oh yeah I think so that and the like the urgency and the I just started listening to um rest is resistance and of course she talks a lot about that um but yeah, I think that's what that's what it all is. It's all about, you know, turning humans into machines and pumping out productivity. I don't think we're supposed to multitask. No, I think you're right. Because the idea is you don't get to rest. Yeah. So like even if there's and that's like I mean, coming from like a retail and also having worked like in a restaurant environment, like that's literally drilled into you. Like you got nothing to do. Well, jokes on you. There's always something to do. So find it. If you have time to lean, you have time to clean. Go fuck yourselves. Go fucking get get wrecked. Yeah. Oh God. We were at a restaurant the other week and this lady was telling these poor young kids that are like waiting these tables that um uh what was she shouting no empty hands she just kept like saying that to them and i was like you poor kid like it was uh it it made me it made me nuts i wanted to tell everybody just like just fucking chill like it doesn't it doesn't matter like none of that matters the false sense of urgency is a big piece of it that i've been and i think you're right. It's all related. Like this false sense of urgency is related to the productivity related to that. You don't get to be a human that needs rest or decompression. Like it's just, if you have time to lean, you have time to do something else. And it's just like, or that's, or we, maybe we need and have breakdowns. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe, maybe I, maybe the resting is actually uh, beneficial and productive. Yeah, that's what I was telling myself a lot yesterday because I did lay down quite a bit in my clean apartment and had the anxiety rise like mm. in my chest and my throat. And I'm like, oh, it's there again. Like the, if you have time to lay down, <laughs> you could be organizing that box over there that you just dumped a bunch of stuff into yesterday to get it out of your sight. <clears throat> and then I resisted the urge. Good. And rested. Good, good, good. Mostly. Yeah. <laughs> You did, you did your best. Yeah. I'm learning and practicing. <laughs> yeah. Um, that also makes me think of the one phrase that we used to say in college, which was I'll sleep when I'm dead. Oh yeah. That one was said. <laughs> what the lot. fuck? Now I'm like, nope, I will sleep at the allotted time. I will be, well, I'll be in bed for the allotted amount of time. With uh, the the... sleep. The sleeping is, you know, that's, uh, that's hit or miss, but I, you bet I will be in bed for the, for the amount of time. Yeah. So even if it's not sleep, it's a different kind of rest. Yeah. Um, lately I have been saying that, so we're not asking, how did you sleep? Mm. Um, we're not asking that because, um, well, I've been like switching what I've been saying to, I'm, I'm sleeping. I slept like I slept and I woke up a lot. Um, so like both of the things are true instead of just being like, Oh, well, you know, like I woke up a lot and I was tossing and turning and all blah, 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 blah. Well, I also slept like I did that too. Go me. Oh, I like this reframing. Yeah. That's a good one. 
it's still really hard because of the um, because of the times that I'm not asleep, but mm-hmm. I'm trying I'm trying to to clutch onto that. Yes, I also have that. It's also <laughs> confusing when I've had the question asked, oh, like did you get enough sleep or you know, do you feel rested? And I'm just like or the dreaded how much did you sleep? Because I'm just like, I literally can't tell you because I have a rule now. I can't look at the clock at certain times mm-hmm. and because I'll fixate and ruminate and get real stressed out about, oh no, another hour went by. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, well, I was in bed mm-hmm. for an extended amount. Yeah. Now how much I slept in that amount? Couldn't tell you. And then like, it's been rudely suggested that I should get one of those watches that tells me. And I'm like, I don't want to know. No, that doesn't. If I find out it's not the way that I thought it was going to go, I don't know what, I don't know. I don't want to have that on my shoulders. (laughs) (laughs) I'll tell you that I had one of those watches and I did that. I did the whole thing. It didn't give me any useful data. Yeah, I think I would just be stressed out when it wasn't great and then be like, well, then why am I so tired if it was good? Yeah, I, th- I, I think both experiences. Yeah. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's not. Thank I don't you think for it's this other personal anecdote because a lot of people have said that to me when I've like. What's it going to tell stuff? What's it going to tell you? It's going to be like, you were in this level of sleep at this time, and then you cycled through all of it, and then you cycled through all of it, and then that's what you, every night, it doesn't, it's not going to tell you anything that's going to change how you feel. Right. And in fact, I'm just, because my thought is, there have definitely been times where I know I slept a lot, and I woke up exhausted. And I'm just like, well, that sucked. So I get eight hours, and I'm just tired anyway. Cool. Or... I've also had the weird experience where, like, I know that I did not get enough sleep. I wasn't in bed at the right time. I tossed and turned a lot. I woke up too early. But strangely, for some reason, mid-morning, I got, like, I don't know, maybe it's just exhaustion high. I'm not sure. But I'm, like, <laughs> almost euphoria where I'm just, like, I don't know. I feel great. Like, I can do stuff. Like, and I just, like, go throughout my day, like, kind of feeling energized. So I'm, like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't I think... I will propose this, that it's not just the sleep. It's the everything, right? Exactly. It's the, it's the fucking everything. It's the, it's the, it's the week. It's the day. It's the phase of the menstrual cycle. It's the phase of the moon. It's the astrology. Yeah. It's the season. It's what you ate. It's like what you did that day. Like it's all of it. Yes. You can't just put it on one thing so I've been sleeping I've been waking up a lot I've been sleeping I've been putting in time in bed and that's (laughs) so don't ask me how I slept (laughs) I like this oh I'm trying to think of a different way to approach that then well I guess that's just like the reframing right so like oh how was your rest fitful however (laughs) (laughs) I just I just just say fitful but say it like that like you said fitful like you were delighted and I was like that's great that's great that's 
Pitbull. <laughs> That's the end. That's all we needed. Cheers. Cheers to sleeping delightfully fitfully. Mm -hmm. We slept. We did it. <laughs>